Welcome to the Lifehouse Message Podcast. Please make sure to follow or subscribe to this so that you can get all the latest messages. We hope that you are inspired, empowered, and encouraged by the message today. Let's enjoy. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this wonderful Christmas season. Can you can you hear the bells? Can you enjoy the the Christmas carols and the, ah, so good and the candy and the, the chicken and the Australian the turkey and all that. Amazing, and I remember growing up. Uh, in my family, wasn't wasn't uh, uh, church people, but uh, we always went down the park and sang Christmas carols, and we always had a, a nativity scene, a bit like this one. This one's a beautiful woolen one, really soft, and uh, you can get it on the internet if you want. I'm not selling them, but you can find it. And um, <laughs> there's baby Jesus, and just just the joy of this story. It's 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 a true story. It's the best story. And when you read in the Bible, it's, it's told in the most amazing way. It, it started 600 years before Jesus, the prophecy of the virgin with, the, with never, never been with a man, and yet she was pregnant by the Holy Spirit. It says this promise of a great Savior, Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, this is 600 years before Jesus, right? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. Beautiful, beautiful scripture. This scripture set into play in, in, into, into Israel for many, many hundreds of years, the concept that there's going to be a young woman, not yet married, um, and she's going to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit, pregnant by the power of God. Uh, Isaiah 9-6 talks about the power of this Savior, this King, this, this Christ, this Messiah, whatever name you want to use. And it says uh, in Isaiah 9, 6, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called, listen to this, Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So this child, the sign, is coming. Well, it took 600 years, and during those times, the, the young girls of Israel would wonder, Am I the one? Could I be the one? And uh, of course, as soon as they're married, uh, they were not going to be the one because it was a virgin birth. This is the sign. And, and so then we come to the New Testament, the, the beautiful story of, of Mary. And in our nativity set, I hope you don't mind me using this nativity set here because it just means a lot to me and our family, our kids growing up, being able to just investigate and look at different parts of the Christmas story. So Mary was um, a virgin betrothed to uh, Joseph, uh, her boyfriend, to be married. But before they came together, she was found to be pregnant by the Holy Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to them and said, you, to give him the name Jesus, which really means Savior. There it is, Savior. And so this wonderful story. So the promise was given and people are waiting. There's an anticipation in the whole nation for hundreds of years. And all of a sudden, boom, it happens with this little known couple from a little town called Nazareth in the north. And they had to go to Bethlehem for the birth of Jesus, it's about 200 kilometers, and I guess she was on a she was on a donkey. There we are. There's my nativity, nativity set donkey, and um, she's got to travel for for days till they get to to Bethlehem. And when they arrive there, she's very pregnant. Uh, the baby's not born yet, um, but she's very pregnant. But there's no place. Listen to what the Bible says. It's it's this birth, and even though it's a difficult moment for a poor couple, there is joy in this story 
My message is called The Joy of the Christmas Story. It says in Luke chapter 2, verse 4 to 7. So Joseph went up to the town uh, of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to Bethlehem, went from Nazareth to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him, and was expecting a child. And while they were there in Bethlehem, the time came for the baby to be born. And she she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And we know they call his name Jesus. And she wrapped him in cloths. They're sort of very, very basic poor people's cloths. It's not like a a gown or a, a beautiful thing. Just cloths because that's all she could find. And placed him in a manger. A manger is a stone feeding trough for animals. There was probably, uh, here's a donkey and we've got a, a cute little sheepy here. I saw a lot of these in Australia, did you know that? And uh, lots of millions of them. Anyway, uh, the feeding trough. And so they placed it, cleaned it. I'm sure they would have cleaned it as well as they could. These are good parents in a difficult moment. And, and it says you would place him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And it also says that there was no room in the inn. So here is the King of Glory, the Promise, the Son, the the One, the 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 Savior, the Messiah, born in a stable with animals, in a feeding trough, and I think it's part of the beauty of the the, the story and and the beauty of of Joseph and Mary. But they never lost their joy. They always knew this was a special moment and a special gift. And I just love this. There's joy in this story of sadness. And I've lived and Viv and I have lived in some countries where there's there wasn't much money in areas and I want to tell you this is a very important part of the story because when you said that the king the king of glory the the wonderful the savior came and was in a poor people's home in a stable in a feeding trough they go what what are you talking about shouldn't he be born in a palace he's a king and this is the beauty of the story here is the gospel is for everyone in every place at all times. Amen. Isn't that amazing? And so this little nativity story is now showing us the, the baby Jesus born. And I'll put these ones away. And what all happens is all of a sudden God brings in characters, true stories, but characters into this joyful story. And we're going to look at three of those groups very quickly with my nativity set. Are you okay with that? Here we go. And it says that first of all, God revealed to angels. Uh, we've got a beautiful angel here. I don't know what angels look like, but uh, that's a very beautiful angel. And um, this is the, the three groups that God invites to be part of the joy of the birth story, the true story of Jesus' birth. And first of all, it talks about the angels, the angels in Luke chapter 2, verse 9 to 12. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, to who? To the shepherds in the fields outside uh, Bethlehem. And the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. I guess we could bring in the, the shepherds right now. He's a, he's a shepherd. He's got a staff. He's a, he's a working class man. He, he goes home late at night and early in the morning is up. He's just a working class, just an ordinary guy. And the angels come to him and they've got to share this good news. The angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. And I think that means all the people of the world. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Messiah or Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. 
you will find a baby wrapped in cloths lying in a manger. That was so unusual. So the, the angels are going uh, rejoicing. And, and it says a little bit later that all the angels of heaven came and they shine up the sky and they're rejoicing and they say joy to the Lord. The, the joy to the world, the Lord has come and the angels are having a party and heaven's having a party because Savior Jesus was born uh, probably that night. Pretty amazing story. That's the first group, the angels. And the second group is the shepherds. There's, we've got three here. I'm only going to pick up one because of our time. But the shepherds, as I said, ordinary guys. Let's read about the shepherds because these guys are out on the fields. And I've, Viv and I have been on the, the, the hill looking over Bethlehem. It's not that far, a few kilometers you can see clearly into that valley. And they were on the hills. The angels shine. It says the angels left them and got into heaven. The shepherds said to one another, here they are chatting, said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in the manger. There it is. And I think on any normal night, if they went to an inn and saw a baby in a manger, they would think, boy, poor couple. They're so poor, can't even afford a room. But no, no, it was the angels that said, it's God. It's all God. And, and so they had this unbelievable experience. It says, when they'd seen him, Jesus, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about the child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in a heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Now, what I see by that is these guys are going home and saying, hey, honey, it's been an amazing night on the hill tonight, something we've never seen before. The angels came and their wife went, what? Yeah, the angels came and there was more angels and more angels. And they said, there's a baby born. It's the Savior. It's the Christ. And, 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 and they, they went down and we saw her and we, we saw it. We saw Mary and we saw baby in a manger. And everyone would have gone, what? This is amazing. And I think these shepherds probably would have become pretty famous as the guys who were there. Like, were you there, Grandpa? Yes, I was there. You know, was he really in a manger? Yes. And, and so these are the witnesses of what happened that night and, and just you can see the joy the joy of the angels the joy of these ordinary gentlemen and the joy of their families realizing that there is something beautiful happening right there in Bethlehem but there was a third group this third group are very very different and the Bible calls them magi or magi and this really we get the English word magic from this word and it really means men of very very high standing who were astrologers and astronomers they were probably from the, uh, the country called Persia. Many, many years earlier, Israel was captive in Persia. They were there for 80 years. They translated scriptures into Persian language and other languages. And, and, and uh, the Persians would have understood some of the prophecies of the Jews. So here's these Persian learned men of history and scripture and probably not believers in, in, in the one God, but definitely seekers definitely men who who knew something was going to happen there was a prophecy about a star and all of a sudden they saw the star and these men the magi were also called kings some of your bibles will say they were kings of the east and indeed the magi were of that status if not kings then princes if not princes then the highest scholars of the land these these people came probably about a thousand kilometers across a desert area to get to bethlehem that night following a star every night following a star it's supernatural 
just supernatural. But these guys appeared. And we're going to read the story because, it, again, it's sort of a, a funny, joyful moment where God includes seekers at the birth of Jesus Christ. Here we go. Matthew 2, 9 to 11. After they had heard the king, King Herod, who's a bad guy in Jerusalem, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. And when they saw the, the star, they were overjoyed. There it is. <laughs> Yay, we've traveled a thousand kilometers. We've, we've followed our, our astrological signs and, and didn't understand the star, but they, they were so excited. And, and on, on coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshipped Jesus. Isn't that amazing? The kings of the east come and they recognize the, the Messiah. Because they knew the scriptures that they had back in Persia. Pretty amazing stuff. Amazing. They, they, they knew it was supernatural. They'd been following probably for a year. I don't know, a long time. And they see the star and they see the child and they say, This is Messiah. This is Savior. And they bowed down and worshipped Him. And they opened their treasures and presented Him with gifts of gold and frankincense. And myrrh. So we see this incredible story of joy. And, and in, in a way, it's, it's, it's like the, the, the birth of a new family in Christ. Christ's right from the beginning, his birth is, is attracting, obviously, beautiful Mary and Joseph of the Jewish, the Jewish background and, and people very, very poor, just, just innocent, beautiful people. Mary had a beautiful heart. God chose her and said, you're the one, highly favored. And she said, yes, Lord. And, and Joseph, her boyfriend at that time through a dream knew that she was pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Anyway, this story is amazing with, with joy and, and but it's the birth of a new family because the, the, the shepherds are there and, and they're just overjoyed and they tell the, the local people of Bethlehem. I can imagine them going, hey, the great news, it's good news, it's good news. And then these kings, probably not believers in, in, in the Creator God. Maybe, we don't know. But I think it's a beautiful picture of the future of the church that's now spread to many, many countries and uh, here in Japan and in Korea and in Hong Kong and Indonesia and Taiwan and China, many of the places we have uh, Lifehouse churches and other churches and our friends in many countries in Thailand and oh, you know the, the gospel's gone to the ends of the earth. It was all figured there. Whoops, I've just lost my, my notes. Don't worry about that. Um, uh, that's all right. That, 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 this is the, the, the birth, the story, the season. So I'm just going to put my little uh, nativity scene away right now. Because I want to finish this talking about us. Here we are in our countries hearing this story. Some hearing it for the very first time. Isn't that amazing? In our, some of our, our campuses and some of your campuses, people are hearing about Jesus for the first time. And We've just loved this, the joy of telling wonderful Japanese and, and then in other countries this amazing story. It's actually a very attractive story. It's actually a beautiful story. It's a joyful story. It's a hopeful story. It's a prophetic story. And it's a story for you. And some of you have heard this for the 100th, 200th time, whatever it is. But it's still a story that can change our lives. This is a beautiful story. I've, I've just, just loved looking at the notes and thinking about it. And 
And Jesus grew up from being a baby, of course, and grew into the man we know as Jesus Christ, Jesus Messiah, Jesus Savior. He became that, that, that wonderful, wonderful God, the everlasting Father. He became that, that, that incredible revelation of God, and He went to the cross. And there it is again at the end of His life, back into a moment of poverty, a moment of helplessness on the cross. Now, He was not completely helpless because He said to Peter, I... I could call angels. I could call 12 legions of angels, 72,000 angels. Right now, Jesus could have come off the cross. It's not that he was helpless, it's that he made himself helpless. And, and listen to what it says in our last scripture, Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates, shows, shows us his own love for us, for you, in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Come on, give him a big, wonderful praise because our Savior is amazing. I've known him for 44 years. Life has been up and down, in and out, but he has never let me down. He will not let you down. He is the King of Kings. He is the Savior, and he is coming back to earth at some time in the future, and we need to have our hearts ready to, to, to receive not Jesus in a manger, not Jesus on a cross, but the victorious, conquering King of Kings, Lord of Lords. And I'm looking forward to that day, aren't you? But right now we're celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. I want to pray with you right now as we close. Here we go. Are you ready? I want to pray for us to have a just a thankfulness and joy at this Christmas season. I know some of you might be having difficulty, maybe some sickness or some trouble. But, you know, we can just stop right now and just reflect. And I feel there'll be some joy. There'll be some hope. There'll be some lift because that's what God does. So let's pray together for His touch in our lives right now. Here we go. Lord, I pray you would touch us afresh. Maybe for the first time we've heard the message or maybe many, many hundreds of times. But Lord, right now we want to be thankful and joyful and hopeful knowing that you are the King of Kings and I pray for your touch. I pray for your presence. I pray for your forgiveness if we need to call out for that right now. I pray for your grace upon us, our families, our nation. I pray upon our churches. I just pray for your presence this Christmas time in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen or thought amen. Yes, praise the Lord. And just one last thing. Maybe you don't know Jesus in your heart. Or maybe you've been away and this is a trigger to come back. I'd love to pray for you right now. So I'm going to count to three just to get your heart ready. And I'm going to say now I'm going to pray. And anyone who would love to receive Jesus or come back, right? what do you open your heart right now? Here we go. Counting to three. Are you ready? Would you like to know Jesus? One, two, three, now. Lord, I pray as people open their hearts, you would come into their life or come back into their life in power. I pray for your forgiveness and your love and your grace at this Christmas moment. I pray for your touch, that they would know you are alive and that you love and you bring purpose, you bring hope, blessing on the people in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give praise. So let's, let's enjoy the food. Let's enjoy the tree and the, and the concepts that we've got. Let's enjoy Christmas. Let's invite people to understand Christmas. Have a wonderful day. Have a wonderful season in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening today. We hope that God was able to speak to you through the message. If you consider LifeHouse your church home, or if you were blessed by these messages, then why not consider generously supporting us? Simply go to mylifehouse.com give and find the giving way that works best for you. Have a blessed day and we'll catch you all next time.